0: Welcome to the Mayfair Theater Podcast. I'm Andrew, and this is Josh.
1: Hey, everybody! Hey! Ah, <laughs> oh,
2: Lee peaked That's okay, though. We'll no, go no, with that's it. Andrew's. That's lap. Andrew's laugh.
1: I know how to, yeah. how
2: to stifle my laughter. We just did a second take because we were all peeking like crazy because we were having such a good time. <laughs> and uh, but it is what is it today? November twenty. Thursday, November twenty fourth. One month from now, it'll be Christmas Eve. It is American yeah. Thanksgiving. Our friends down in America are having their... Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump. Used to be our friends. Um, yeah, it's weird Thanksgiving in the States is on a Thursday. That's a weird day to have a holiday. It's I,
1: yeah, I don't even... It makes me wonder why we even celebrate a Canadian Thanksgiving. I don't know why. I know why the Americans celebrate theirs. Yeah. Why do
2: we have Thanksgiving? Ours is earlier because of the harvest. I know that. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I know that because Paul Schaefer made the joke every year for 25 years of me watching David Letterman. Letterman would say, like, why is the Canadian Thanksgiving earlier? It's because of the harvest. But I don't know. It's, it's one of those fake holidays that now just means you get a parade and then Santa goes to the Macy's afterwards.
1: Oh, yes. And the Orleans Santa Claus parade is this weekend. They time it with, uh, with the American, American Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. For some reason. But uh, also Philip Glass is coming to the NEC Oh, night, which should, I have tickets to of course. an evening with uh, Philip
0: Glass. Just an <laughs> evening.
1: Yes, this is the last time I saw Philip Glass in concert. Uh, my wife was pregnant with my daughter, who's thirteen now. Um, luckily, the she's going empty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it one of those
2: concerts with like? Uh, Motion picture accompaniment? I,
1: well, I, I'll, I'll see. I, yeah. I never expect, I try not to get my uh, hopes up too high for the NEC concert sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I remember what, last time I went to see Philip Glass, it was Philip Glass and Friends. And he came out and he played this amazing piano set. Yeah. And then Rita, Marina McNeil came out for some
2: reason. And I'm like, they're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see photographic evidence that they have been Yeah, hanging out,
0: he, ch- chilling. He's getting an award, isn't he? Yes, the Glenn Gould
2: award. I've ah. got two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For your fine musical musical accompaniment that's, in uh, Jesus Christ Vampire that's Hunter. That's right. That's <laughs> yes. Thank you, Glenn Gould. I never thanked them. I just walked out drunk. <laughs> Drop the mic. And it's, I'm surprised we all made it punctually because it's a horrible first days of winter outside. It's it's almost yes. like one of those Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer storms are starting up. Well, I
1: find the worst thing about this weather so far is Andrew's hair. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, it's really
2: Donald trump, trump Trumpian. And um, so, yeah, so we have a bunch of movies this week. Uh, too many to fit on our little flyer almost. Uh, I, again, we've been holding movies over, which I like because it means I get to see them and actually can comment on them because often yes. there'll be stuff where, where I know little of and I can just kind of give the plug that the... The studio plug, the studio blurb.
1: Yeah, I'm glad, too. I wanted to take the, take the kids to see The Eagle Huntress last week. Yeah. Well, it was uh, 6.30 shows, no weekend matinees, and so now hopefully yeah. on Sunday we're going to see it after yeah. Labyrinth. Yeah, cool, uh, cool. They have it, soccer throughout Labyrinth. Unfortunately, we don't get to see Labyrinth. Winter soccer? Is it outside? Well, in New Orleans, they built domes. It's oh. crazy. It looks like they're <laughs> living on Mars. These giant domes over soccer fields. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's like the future. It's <laughs> like Silent Running. Is that that science fiction yeah. should <laughs> With it's Bruce like Dern? That. Yeah. That's, I'm Bruce Dern, and my kids are. The two robots. Yes. I held myself back. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I have to. Uh, Yeah, so... But we will get the Eagle Huntress narrated by Daisy Ridley from uh, The Force Awakens. Yeah,
2: and I saw Eagle Huntress a couple nights ago. Yeah. And uh, full disclosure, I'm a vegan. And it's the most un-vegan movie (laughs) possibly imaginable. Because it's about a a community and culture that uh, steals a bird from its nest, uh, hunts foxes, uses their fur, but it's not you know it's a very different world than north america cuz north america you have these like horrible nightmarish visions of like chickens who aren't really chickens being in grown up in pens and all this horrible stuff but that is actually like a whole circle of life using everything and everything like that and it's one of those documentaries where there's so many certain without being too spoilery like heroic moments and plot points that if it was a hollywood script they'd be like no you just change that a little yeah, bit you that's too it. yeah and it's very well done and and Almost akin to, because there is almost kind of a sports aspect to it, like a sports film where even if I'm not a baseball fan or a hockey fan, I could still watch Bull Durham or Slapshot and get into the film. And this film was just just really great. I think it might be a real kind of sleeper hit that might be around for Oscar season.
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny how... Um... It's funny how you know Daisy Ridley's involvement. She after the Force Awakens, she played Rain in the Force Awakens. Yeah. She kept saying no to you know Tomb Raider and all these other movies, mm-hmm. these big movies. And the only thing she agreed to do is the narration for this film. Yeah. And I don't think this film would have gotten a theatrical release. Yeah. Uh, but it has, and it's a hit. Yeah. It's been a hit in you know single-screen cinemas like the Bytown and the Mayfair. Um, so, yeah, her voice went a long way. I don't know if people went to go see it because she voiced it, right. but it got a theatrical release because she voiced it.
2: Yeah, and we get to, it is kind of a cheat because she's not in it, and she's right. not. And her narration is not minimal, but it's not 100%. Uh, you get to slap Daisy Ridley from Star Wars is yeah. in this movie on Facebook yeah. and Twitter and yeah. everything like that. Who start is that Morgan Freeman's fault? Did he start that? Uh, well, it probably goes With back penguins? further than that. Yeah.
1: I mean, I remember Martin Sheen did the voice, the the narration of the documentary about the making of the um, Empire of the Sun, and oh yeah, I don't know, I just yeah, like like oh yeah, Mishima. Roy Scheider. Yeah, no one. There's no stars, and it's all Japanese actors. So they got a star like Roy Scheider that did the the voiceover narration, so that Caucasians can understand what was was going on. The star of Jaws is (laughs) narrating this movie, and Philip Glass scored it. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. I don't know. I. I, But it's so. It's such a thing that you can't have an animated film in the theater without major celebrities behind it, which I think is strange. The strangest. Thing I've ever seen was when uh, Roberto Benigni won the Oscar for Life is Beautiful. Mm-hmm. His follow-up film from Miramax is Pinocchio. Right. So they took this an Italian live-action version of Pinocchio that he made. They dubbed it in English with celebrity actors. Yeah. So you have a live-action movie. You have the voice of John Candy coming out of an Italian actor. It was. It's really bizarre. Oh And, yeah. and it was I like remember, they had a sling of like has been actors <laughs> yeah. but you know celebrity voices it it, it it just it really bothered me it kind of ruined it
2: yeah because if, if you think back to even not that long ago really but even like the the comeback era like your, your Aladdins and Beauty and the Beast Robin Williams got a lot of press but it wasn't on the poster or anything right. but now it's free publicity in a way they, they put I think maybe it's Shrek too Shrek they went out yeah. of their way to have like a poster for each actor and, and really play that up and if you look at older stuff like um, you know, Jungle Book didn't have the voice actors' names on the poster. It was just Jungle Book.
1: Yeah, it's I think I think what happens, you know, because Johnny Carson and Dave Letterman and got so big and you'd have these personalities going on the yeah. promoting the movie, when you make an animated movie, no one cares about the the animators or the director. Yeah. You know, it's easy to have Michael Myers on promoting Shrek and he can be funny and yeah. we're we'll talking about Shrek at the same time. Michael Myers? Mike Myers? Myers? Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Yeah. Yeah. Who's Michael Myers <laughs> oh, from, from, <laughs> from Halloween. Yeah. the murderer. <laughs> Maybe Mike Myers should change his name. Yeah. So there's
2: never that confusion. I'm surprised because he's <laughs> he's younger than the horror film, or his career is. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that an agent didn't be like, "Yeah, we got to change your first name." <laughs> well, he's <laughs> always gone by Mike Myers. Mike Myers. There's yeah. a
1: really funny new comedian on SNL named Jason Voorhees. <laughs> he's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs>
2: you should probably think that. Oddly enough, that sounds like the name of a comedian.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, it
2: does. Um, so yeah, so Eagle Huntress is back. I highly recommend it, and like I said, I think you might see it nominated for a Oscar in, yes. a, in a couple months, whenever that comes out. Um, the Oscars were last week, but there's another yeah. set of Oscars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a, the, uh, yeah,
1: they get, they have two ceremonies now. It's, it's that nutty. confused me. That yeah.
2: with uh, with uh, Mayfair Hero Jackie Chan, I was like, why didn't they give that to him in February or whatever? They'll or March? show a clip.
1: They'll show a clip. Yeah. But they used the that used to be in the Oscars, so the Oscars yeah. used to go till five o'clock in the morning, yeah. because it was a six-hour program because they had all those honorary Oscars given out then. Yeah. Now they do it like months before in a, in a room. Uh, I think it was at the Beverly Hilton,
2: and um, and it's always like one program. celebrity and then like three guys who invented the Niagara sound machine, and like <laughs> yeah. some yeah. guy who invented the. the Film stock That'd be a fun show to watch. I'd love I, to see I think it. they should televise it because there's, especially nowadays, I think so it might many be on
1: YouTube or something. I've, I've seen Jackie Chan's acceptance speech is on YouTube, but um, yeah, it, it should be televised or, or, you know, we should all get invited at least.
2: Yeah. I'd yeah, love to be there. <laughs> I think it was last year or the year before. They always seem to get a very attractive young lady to host it. And yes. a couple of years ago, it was Scarlett Johansson. Yes. And they showed a bunch of clips and it was like, that looks like the party to be at. Like, yeah. she seemed like a very good host and it seemed like they were having fun and it was a smaller thing and without all the distraction and everything. And But yeah, if they played that on, you know, independent independent film channel or something, that would garner some nerds watching it. But My son
1: now thinks he's seen Scarlett Johansson naked, but he hasn't. It just looks like she's naked in The Ghost in the Shell. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't seen, what's that terrifying sci-fi movie she did? uh, Into the, Under the Skin? Under the Skin, Oh,
1: no, he hasn't seen all of them. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a wonderful film.
2: Uh, Okay, so what else do we have this week? We have uh, a a Disney film, another family film, called uh, Queen of Katwa. Katwa, is that the Yes. And. uh, Katwi? This is a. um, Katwi. Catway, Catway, Catway. It's an original. Catway sounds good. Cat-way. An original Disney film, live action. Unlike so, Disney's in this trend now of doing Beauty and the Beast, doing Cinderella, doing Pete's Dragon, doing all yeah. these things. But this is a, I believe, an original film, maybe based on a book or something, um, starring Mas Kanata. Mas yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> has has um, huge praise. Uh, and again, two movies in a row. This is another one that. It's always a bit early. There's always movies that people are like, oh, that got snubbed. But I think this is another one that might be circling best picture territory in a couple couple months. Mm-hmm. And it's a, kind of a story we've seen before. But it's like a, um, a young girl with a troubled life and then meets fill-in-the-blank. In this case, it's a, it's a chess master. And she becomes a, a, a championship chess player and might lead her family out of the slum. So kind of a feel-good uh, family-friendly kind of movie. It's funny, because we actually just had a movie like this, sort of, and it was the New Zealand film called Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. But it was, a yes. bit, it was about a homeless man teaching a bunch of young troubled kids chess. And then, yeah, chess seems to be a big... It's a metaphor for yeah. tradition. condition. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have that coming up this week. A whole bunch of shows of that uh, evening and a couple matinee shows of that one. Uh, we also have, uh, Ottawa premiere of the, another one I don't know how to pronounce, but I think it's The Ninth <laughs> Life of Louis Drax, or Louis Drax. Yes. Probably not French. Louis Drax. Uh, Aaron Paul's in this, and the other actor in it, I Jamie recognize... Jamie Dornan from, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, I recognize his name, and then I looked it up mm. and I was like, oh, it's a Fifty Shades of Grey guy. Right. And this is directed by a guy who's done some pretty big kind of cult horror films, um... And Alexander Aja? Asia? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know how to speak. Um, but this is not a horror film. It's, it's, it looks like it has some weird dream sequences, maybe.
1: Right, yeah. It does It does feel like it's a horror movie, and I'm watching the trailer with seniors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're like... Yeah, um, yeah but I, I don't know. I kind of... This is an Ottawa premiere. It didn't open up in Ottawa, and I hope, I hope people are excited. But I kind of have the sense that people are. I, I kind of hear people during the trailer after the trailer tell me they're excited yeah. to see it. And um, it's 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 one of those
2: movies that's not officially Canadian, but kind of a Canadian film. Yeah. I believe it's shot in B.C. If you if you look at the credit list, uh, there's a few Canadian actors on it. Uh, Molly Parker, I think, has a pretty big supporting role in it. Um, but yeah, it's Aaron Paul, Jamie Doran. Uh, Aaron Paul coming off of, I don't know, he got like four Emmy Awards. Need for, for Speed. Yeah, Need for Speed. <laughs> the classic <laughs> a, Need for Speed. Um, and it's uh, a young boy gets injured; he's in a coma, and then I think it's a bit of a crime mystery and weird paranormal stuff, possibly as well. Yes, I'm just going off the trailer. Yes. Um, yeah, I like Aaron Paul a lot. I I can't comment on Mr. Doran because I haven't seen Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I was always looking at the woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was out of focus for me that whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's our Ottawa premiere this week. Uh, the we also have Snowden, which is uh, the latest Oliver Stone film.
1: I've seen all the rep movies this upcoming week. Oh
2: yeah,
0: yeah, I've seen Snowden.
2: Uh, today's a weird today as we speak. We're screening Eagle Huntress, Handmaiden, and Dressmaker, and it's a rare time where I've seen all three films that we're screening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, Snowden is. Oliver Stone kind of in Oliver Stone true form kind of conspiracy theory and government and politics. And...
1: Stylistically though he's a lot more calmed down he's a lot less yeah um, over directing this film it's more of a yeah. it, you know for an Oliver Stone movie it's kind of more like anyone kind of a could dir- kind have of directed a kind of a movie right he's kind of usually the camera's flashing around and there's eight millimeter 16 millimeter and 3d and black and white and he's uh, he's not he's it wouldn't
0: make sense for him to do all that in this movie because it's all about... But it wouldn't make sense for him to do that platoon or <laughs> any other movie he ever made. I
2: remember seeing... Um, I might even been too young to see it. I remember sneaking into seeing Natural Born Killers at the Elgin Theater. I saw it Elgin. Back in the day. Saw it like opening night. And it was right on the heels of, you know, Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs couldn't be more... Mm-hmm. Or Reservoir Dogs couldn't be more humongous. Pulp yeah. Fiction I don't think was out yet, right? right. But... but you know every kid for halloween was dressing as a reservoir dog the soundtrack was everywhere mm-hmm. and so this although he didn't direct it it was quentin's kind of like follow up yeah. to that and even as a kid i just i couldn't get on board the oliver stone style of the film yeah, and I, remember, I still
1: have arguments with guys in bars who love that movie. Yeah,
2: right? And Quentin didn't, I think Quentin was yeah, his, No, he doesn't like he
1: it. He punched a producer, didn't he? Oh, yeah. In bar. Yeah.
2: And even yeah. though it was kind of young in his career, um, I think he wanted his name like taken off of it, I yeah. believe, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that was an Oliver Stone who was, just like I said, like just throwing everything at it. I remember there was a scene where, it was just like a student film, some of it, where there was a scene where it was Rodney Dangerfield and there was like a laugh track, like a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. He, Tarantino didn't like that. No, and and then I I remember like, it's one of those scripts where I'm like, I wonder if just somebody else, if, if Quentin now remade the film, it would be a more like a film, just it like. It
0: would look like a Merchant Ivory movie. Yeah, it would be the same, the
2: same, <laughs> cast the same actors in it if I you I like want. Tommy
0: Lee Jones in it. Yeah,
2: as a, he was like the prisoner warden. As the warden, he's really funny in it. I just remember being like, it's. I think it's one of those things where Oliver Stone, Nobody was telling him no. No, Nobody, no producer, no editor. Yeah. So this was the outcome of that. But yeah, this one looks a little bit more, not in a negative way, but a, a, a down-the-line film. Like it, it's, yeah. it's... it's, um, Yeah,
1: no, that's a positive for all of it. It's actually, yeah, I like it more than most of his movies yeah. because it's just a movie. Yeah. And he's not trying to win an Oscar or impress the teenagers today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and
2: it's something that is... Definitely still in his wheelhouse because he's so right. You know, conspiratorial. Right. What um, else is he going to do? Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the thing that caught my eye, and I, I is that Nicholas Cage is in it, mm. and it's so oh, nice yeah. to see Nicholas. Nicholas Cage is is tarnished because he does so many films, and eight out of ten of them are bad. But the catch is, he does ten films a year. He
0: has three movies out this year. It's yeah. at least.
2: Oh yeah, and but he still does some good stuff because even we screened a premiere of a film he did a couple of years ago, a year ago. The David Gordon Green one? Yeah. Was, that, that's a good movie. What was it, was yeah. it Joe? Joe, yeah. I really like Joe and then for something a bit more crazy, the uh, port of call New Orleans. Uh, um, Bad Lieutenant. Bad Lieutenant, yeah. really like that. But then you the the eight, I, didn't, I don't even know what you call it anymore. It's not straight to video, but the straight to, to streaming movies he does. Some of them are just painful, but it seems like he's just gone like, like British actor style. Like he's just doing everything. Yeah. Like if he has he's a week off, Michael Michael yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it'll be interesting to see him in a bit more of a, even if it's a supporting part, a bit more kind of. I'm sure there's not a scene of him like screaming bees and yelling and <laughs> running around in this film. Uh, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who, I don't know, this movie kind of seemed to not get as much buzz now that it's been out for a little bit. But I'm sure it was kind of... Whenever you have Oliver Stone, you get to stamp... I
1: think it did pretty all right, though.
2: Yeah. It was around a long time. Uh, the the actress in it, Shailene... Woodley. Woodley. She is so... The fault, be, the fault between our stars? Yeah. The fault
1: on top of our stars?
2: <laughs> she's so insanely popular. Yeah. Especially you see it on, like, social media. We've screened a couple of her films, and what I like about her is she's, she's doing weird films. Like, yeah. she, she'll do, like, arthouse kind of films. And you see these, like... Thirteen-year-old teenage girls pop up on our like Twitter feed, excited to come see this yeah. film, and I'm like, I don't know if you guys no. know what this film is. <laughs>
1: I, I think boys might be more excited than the girls. Yeah, in the film. yeah. Celebrity Skin's gonna be very excited. For <laughs> yeah, <themselves. laughs> Mr. Skin. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Skin.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they have that coming up for three screenings, starting Saturday afternoon, and then Wednesday and Thursday night. That's Snowden. Uh, then we also have American Honey.
1: I'd say that's one of probably one of my favorite films of the year. Okay. Me too. Honey.
2: I don't know anything about it except for it's long and... Did you see, Fish Tank? Yeah. Well, it's a UK
1: filmmaker. Okay, yeah. Shot this in the United States. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of about a bunch of people I would never hang out with. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Vagabonds. It's like yeah, a, it's like a or road almost. trip across yeah. America. And It's like this, you know that documentary, The Salesman? that Criterion put out. Yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't seen door-to-door it. Door-to-door Bible salesman. It's, it kind of has a little bit of that in it. Yeah. They go around selling magazines door-to-door. Basically, to keep off the streets. Yeah. to keep off of no, they keep the drug habit going, I guess, maybe. And that's the movie. It's about a young girl and her relationship with Shalaya, Sh- Shalaya LeBun. <laughs> Shalaya. He's great at it. He's so with, cool. In with Mutt Jones. Yeah, Mutt Jones. 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 I like his suspenders a lot in this movie and his hair. And I don't yeah. know, he's, he's excellent. He's, he's really good. yeah. Well, it's like
2: Shia gets. And the girl's really good, too. Yeah. Shia gets a lot of bad press because he's crazy in real life. But then, like, this was a couple of years so back. Oh, yeah. But I remember seeing him on Letterman. And it was after he had done one of his crazy things. And he was super polite, very apologetic, honored to be on Letterman show, uh, and was talking about his career and talking Mm -hmm. about how he was so honored. Like, he's worked with Spielberg, and he's had a chance to do this and did a cool Disney kids film and all this kind of stuff. And he's very young. Like, I think even now he's, like, 25. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's still hope that he can kind of Turned things around a little I bit. I think he
1: already has. Yeah, I think he has turned it around now. Like these last few films have been great.
2: Well, I thought he was really good in Fury. Yeah, he's uh, the best part of that movie. I thought, he was, and, and then now that he's doing these kind of uh, like, you know, he, he he's not, he walked away from Transformers, which I'm sure was a nice big paycheck, and doing these kind of smaller independent films mm-hmm. and building up his resume, wor- working with. So, yeah, I kind of. I'm not a fan of his per se, but I, I wish him the best because I've liked a lot of stuff that well, I'd be, he's
1: done. I'd, I'd be, I think you'll really like him in this. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and he, he got a lot of, you know, uh, ill will from the nerd community for being Indiana Jones Jr. Mm-hmm. But I was... It, it's... Uh, I like... Yeah, he's kind of bounced back a bit and done the independent films and done other things like that. He did that.
1: exactly what he said he was going to do. He yeah.
2: Wanted,
1: yeah. He wanted to screw up his Hollywood career. Yeah. He did that well. Yeah. And uh, now he's back doing... Art house cinema and doing well, yeah, and then showing off his chops, which he didn't get to do mm-hmm. in um, you know big
0: Transformers movies and such.
2: Yeah, because for a while there, he was he was also very busy. Like he was doing three movies a year or so, and all of them kind of big. Mm-hmm. Well, stuff. Well, he's
0: been doing it since he was a child, right? Like he, yeah, I think he started out and like he was, in, he was on Freaks and Geeks, I think.
2: Oh, was he? I yeah. can remember it. Yeah,
0: so like when he was really young.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, American Honey coming up this week for a couple shows. Uh, We have a kids' club, our monthly kids' club screening of a retro kids' film. This month is Jim Henson's Labyrinth. Presented in 4K. 4K. 4K restoration. Yeah, it's going to look nice. Labyrinth is like a quadruple nerd movie for behind the scenes because it's, it's directed by Jim Henson. It's executive produced by George Lucas. The screenplay is by Terry Jones. And David Bowie does the music. And it's kind of one of the movies I point to where... I look back, and it, it wasn't a flop-flop, a but it wasn't a humongous hit. I remember
1: it being lukewarm at the box. Yeah, office, yeah.
2: and you look at that, that resume, and you think, like, oh, well, you think that the Muppets fan, the Star Wars fans, the Monty Python fans, and the music fans would be four groups of people, and this yep. would be, like, the next Star Wars. But it just kind of came and went. And But it's one of the – like, a lot of films from the 80s, this is its 30th anniversary this year, has garnered um, – whether it be because of home video and new generations seeing it, and now it's kind of what people consider kind of a modern classic, and it's kind of like movies like that, like Willow, a lot of fantasy movies that happened in the mid-80s that now people have fond memories for that when they came out didn't really heat up the box office, Mm. Um, but it's got, it was Jim Henson trying to, uh, not in a negative way, but kind of do non-Muppet things. He wanted to do Other stuff. Uh,
1: Yeah, I see. He 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 got attacked because of Sesame Street. He yeah, there was backlash against Sesame Street Mm -hmm. because I think people in the puppet community felt that now because of the success of Sesame Street, people just think of puppetry as being a kids' medium. Right. And so he answered that by making the Muppet Show, which was a prime time sort of talk show thing on the, not unlike yeah. Johnny Carson. Dark Crystal and Labyrinth went on top of that too. So, yeah, he tried to steer away from the the popularity of Sesame Street with with things like this. Yeah, um, and I, I do, and I like all of his work. Oh
2: yeah, yeah I I, I, like I most loved of his it. Work. <laughs> I was like the right age as a kid. Yeah, um, where. Like I was, I was the perfect age for this generation of, of, Labyrinth and Goonies and Monster Squad. Well, why
1: are you saying Dark Crystal? Dark Crystal, yeah. Well, Dark,
2: <laughs> Dark, Dark Crystal doesn't have like, well, I guess it kind of, but it doesn't have like human kids in it. You know, it doesn't there's have. No, that. There's no humans at all. At all, yeah.
1: When I was a kid, I felt, and this might not, this is not true. Yeah. But when I, as being, oh jeez, what year was thirty years ago? It was it 1986. This came out in '86. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I was 14, and I thought. Dark Crystal was first. I thought Dark Crystal was for boys.
2: Okay, Labrador yeah. was for girls. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> because it had a you know female lead. And... Jennifer Connolly. Yeah. Jennifer.
2: Yeah. And we we screened Dark Crystal a few months ago for Kids Club, and it went well. But I was watching it, and I'm like, man, this movie's terrifying. Like, yeah. and especially from today's kids movie point of view. Um, kids' movies in the 80s were a bit more tough, you know? Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple movies that I've discussed with Lee about booking for Kids Club, and I've been hesitant because I'm like, they're just filled with swearing. Like, yeah, they're like just... He wants to show child's play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a child in the title. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, th- go back to Dark Crystal, it has yeah. probably, you know, every time I watch it with my son or my daughter or both of them, I always look at them when the biggest scare they've ever had growing up showing all the movies, mm-hmm. one of the biggest ones is the Dark Crystal when Fizz gig comes out of the tree. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I always, like, do a slow pan over to them to watch them jump out of their shoes yeah.
2: during that sequence. Um, yeah. Yeah, because nowadays it's, um, it's, I was surprised to be impressed by this movie, but I only watched it because we had it and it happened to be free that afternoon, but... Goosebumps reminded me a lot of this era of filmmaking, of a little bit scary mm-hmm. with kids in it, mm-hmm. um, and like a fun adventure kind of thing. And, and so, movies like Goosebumps were are, are kind of a rarity of, of of kind of a dark or like stop motion stuff, like like Coraline or mm-hmm. Box Trolls, that kind of thing. But a lot of times, like kids movies today are very bright and it's still good, but very bright and colorful and happy. And
1: I didn't realize I was watching um, the. I, the I was watching Dark Crystal again recently mm-hmm. and The Making Of, and I didn't realize there's a deleted scene in, in Dark Crystal that they, they took it out and he turned it, Jim Henson turned that into um, The Fraggles. It was oh, this cool. underground city of these little tiny I didn't uh, know that workers. either. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm digressing, but we're talking about Jim Henson. Still. Yeah. <laughs> the Jim Henson hour. Yeah.
2: But, yeah, so do come check it out. It's it's a great – chance. We, we would – we would love if it was more financially viable to show stuff like this all the time if 300 people came out and we could show it. But yeah. we still do like to try and show some old stuff every once in a while mm-hmm. when we can, once a month for Kids Club or, or uh, during the holidays or during Halloween. But um, So do come out and check out this uh, 30th anniversary of Labyrinth up on the big screen. Uh, so that's our... No- oh, and also, our annual screening of Tracy Arnett Presents Polar Express. Just briefly say, if you want to come see this... Get here early. Yeah. It'll be packed. Uh, It's free. People love free.
1: Free popcorn, free drinks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And if if you don't get in, there'll be a movie you could come watch after it and buy a ticket for. Yeah. (laughs) But...
1: uh, And go home and buy (laughs) JCRNet Realty. Yeah. (laughs) Go buy a new house. (laughs) Because uh, she's been nice to us. Yeah. And And I think
0: you have to bring... Don't you have to bring, like, canned goods or something, like, food donations?
2: I couldn't find... Because last year, people thought that, but they weren't doing that. But they, they took the cans anyhow. Mm. But I just listed that they will be taking charitable donations, mm-hmm. like of cash. But, uh, so I'm not sure if they're officially doing a can donation thing, but they are doing, uh, for a local group, they'll be collecting um, charitable donation at uh, their screening of Polar Express, which will kick off our Christmas season. And uh, we'll have announcements soon of some more Christmassy stuff that we might have coming up in December. Um, yeah, Ellen and then and uh, Saturday night cinema is this Saturday night, uh, November twenty sixth at eleven forty five. As is asked of us every month, we can't tell you what it is. We won't tell you what it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, more people come. Yeah, when well, we used to advertise what we were showing, nobody, nobody comes Yeah, and now we don't say anything. We show them shit, and they like it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was good shit, though. Yeah, it so. was a couple months ago, and, and to be honest, I, I genuinely can't remember what the movie was. But I, I worked. The, the Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I often work Sunday afternoon, so I was just kinda looking at the looking at our stats. And it was like, holy cow, like a whole bunch of people came for the the, yeah. the secret free midnight show. It's getting nuts. Yeah. Which which <laughs> is nice. Because it, it's always it always is that supply and demand whereas like mm. the reason why we we held over the dressmaker. The reason why we held over the eagle huntress isn't out of the goodness of our hearts. It's because people are coming to it. Yeah, and so dressmaker
1: was yeah yeah
2: like super. I came to see dressmaker just a few days ago, like on a Wednesday at six thirty, mm. and it wasn't packed, but it was there was a lot of people here. Yeah, and so
1: there shouldn't be.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, so if Even you like this, that kind of the stuff,
1: snowy weather, people are
2: still coming. Oh yeah, right yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so our, our both our our, our monthly uh kids club is on sunday and our monthly saturday night cinema is on saturday night and that is free for members you can buy a membership for 10 bucks at the door uh yeah so there we did it that is all the movies we are screening this week uh for more information you can always check us out online and as soon as we book something it goes online as soon as we can get it up on there moments afterwards uh often people will say are you showing this and you always kind of just are like we don't know Yeah It's sometimes worth Waiting until Monday To find out Yeah Because we can bring in Something sooner I was uh, We got
1: offered Rules don't apply To open Okay Because there's no Downtown cinema playing it I guess It's playing like Oh right yeah. Yeah And uh I was tempted, but which ones? Created, the rules don't apply. That's the new Warren Beatty movie. Oh yeah. Um, they want They're like, do you, do you really want to? Do you want to open it? It's like, no, we. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not giving us a, a fair uh, percentage at the door. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll be showing that film s- s- someday, soon. Yeah. But you know, sometimes we can get something really new that it's worth waiting till Monday for.
2: Yeah. Um, and like in in one week, approximately on December second, we have the auto premiere of. The the Barack Michelle Obama romantic comedy. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I like I
0: want to see that. Let's
2: Southside what's yeah. it called? Southside South Southside in with you.
0: Southside with you. It's about their first date. And it's very what I like Your your first date's never gonna be turned into no. a movie. They should they should make they should make the Donald Trump version of that. This <laughs> <Yeah>. where he <laughs> buys a bride <laughs> online when he he goes he, like his first prostitute or something.
2: <laughs> Somebody, that, that'll be a, whatchamacallit, that'll be a funnier die sketch. That'll be the same thing. But, I, like, this movie I've noticed, it's, um, it's, like, 84 minutes long. It's about, like, like, two hours or three hours of their life. Yeah. And I, I like a short movie. I really like a short movie. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, you're not going to like American. Yeah, uh, I, I know. know. It's a,
2: I can do a good movie. A good, a, it, feels, it feels short. A good. long movie, when it's good, I don't notice. Like, I remember, yeah. um, it was one of the Hobbit films or something. And had like free press passes to go see it. So I went to see it. And, you know, give, I don't hate the Lord of the Rings films. I'm not a super fan. And halfway through, like I never checked my watch. And halfway yeah. through, I looked at my watch and I was like, oh my God. And it was like, you know, 75 yeah. minutes in. And But then there's been some kind of more long movies that we've screened here in the past couple of years. Where I didn't even blink, and you're like, "Oh, that felt like a movie."
1: Yeah, American Honey does that, I think. Yeah. What didn't do that oh, oh, this week? I went to see, and I wanted to tell you oh, yeah. I think this relates. I just, I want to see what the look on your face is. Yeah. And have it recorded for posterity. <laughs> but I went to see H- Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. Uh, which is a new film directed by Mel Gibson. Yeah. And, uh, and I kind of, Marcus has been walking up and down while we were doing this show, and he's yeah. in the here. And I want to stop him and tell uh-huh. him this. He doesn't have to say anything, but anyway, he's gone now. Yeah. So, this movie is set uh, just before the war and in the outbreak of World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm guessing 1939, maybe 1940, the, yeah. The, the, yeah. this movie is set, and it's three acts. Um, And the first act is him courting this young nurse. And in 1939, let's say it's the end. Let's just give it a little, uh, let's say it's the end of the war. Let's give it a 1945 even. Yeah. You know, he takes her to a movie. And in in, in the establishing shot from inside the cinema is a wide shot of everyone sitting waiting, and the projector's on. Yeah. And if you look in the in the the, the, the projector window, you can see the DCP projector. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now digital didn't come. To, you know the first digital movie I saw theatrically, a major motion picture, was in two thousand and. Two yeah. of Attack of the Clones. I drove to Toronto to see it. Yeah, yeah. but it wasn't until you know close to the turn of the century. That's amazing. Where the DCP became was everywhere. Yeah. So I mean, and then when the movie starts, yeah, they want the newsreel starts. Yeah. And you can hear the sound of a thirty-five millimeter projector. Yeah. And my friends are like, "Oh, yeah. well, they, at least they got the sound going." I'm like, "Oh no, maybe that was a pre-show projector." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was just a digital. But, but does it, it does it
0: look fake though? Like, does it look like fake thirty-five with like the?
1: Yeah. Well. It, well, I was. Totally out of myself when I saw, like, I mean, I guess I imagine these filmmakers are now making movies on their laptops, or editing movies yeah. on their laptops, and you're looking at a little window, yeah. and you're not looking on the big screen and looking for details because there's a lot of special effects in the movie and a right. lot of good special effects where they're going to easily maybe just even black out the window. Oh, yeah. You don't yeah. even need to see what's in the projector, but you can see. The it looked like our old one that we had here, right? Like uh, you can see, it clear as day. Clear as day.
2: That's great. Oh <laughs> that's, why,
1: that's the first place my eye went to. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm supposed to look at the essential characters in the theater and who are surrounding them. Yeah. I went right to the projection window door, and I'm like, and I hit my friend. So they should have
0: just shot it here.
2: They could <laughs> have cut the scene. Out. That's just, imagine, it's sad. imagine. Uh... Uh, Inglorious Bastards, if all those scenes in, like, the film booth, in the projection booth, were a DCP <laughs> inexplicably there, some alternate universe. They're like, ah, oh, we couldn't find a film. Uh, yeah. how, do you
1: burn, how do you burn <laughs> the cinema down with DC, Additional <laughs>
0: ones and zeros? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. It's like that joke on The Simpsons where um, Pr- Principal Skinner's showing, like, a, a film in class. Yeah. And then the projector is set on fire. The film, oh, goat, yeah. like, yeah, burns. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then Nelson's like, Haha.
0: you should have used a DVD. He's yeah, <laughs> like, it is a DVD.
2: Uh, Man, so if we screen Hacksaw Ridge, everyone pay attention. Yes,
1: if... if yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It's, it's I think it's doing all right, actually. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't. No. But people love Jesus and Mel Gibson, and well, pe- these movies go hand in hand, people flock.
2: People always ask, and it's, it's always like, the blessing and the curse of the Mayfair is I love it, but it's one screen. So sometimes stuff's going to yeah. pass us by because we'll have other premieres offered to us or you know we we can't squeeze everything in and often this movies that we like and they just kind of come and go really fast Uh, i stopped in at compact music today and had a lovely chat with the guys there and they were asking if the iggy pop movie was going to be coming back because they missed it and i said well never say never but probably not there's there's kind of this window when we get things it's funny
1: we showed it for two nights the first week and packed the place yeah. yeah And then the next week, we showed it for four nights, and no one came. And I think everyone who wanted to see it came the yeah. first yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wish we didn't hold it over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It but it was I, pretty good.
2: I told him to come see the the Nick Cave yes. documentary, and he was yeah. excited about that. But, okay. uh But yeah, so that about wraps us up for this month, week. Sorry. Right, this sky and no, sky, sky and Fire. Sky and wait. Fire on December oh, second. Yeah. yeah. Sky on Fire and what is it? R- Railway Tigers. Railroad. Rail Tigers. Yeah. Lot of people very excited that we okay. got that. Uh, a lot of people saying nice things about us on the internet. Is so Sky on
1: Fire set in a hospital? Uh, it's set in Hong Kong. I, it's, it it's looks a, like it's like there's tra- a building yeah, that blows building up in there. the trailer. Yeah. Know, the, movies, the movie's not entirely set there. Have you seen the trailer? No. It's super. It's like yeah. lots of car crashes. It can't be set in a in a, in a hotel yeah. because it's car got a car accident, car chase. I think maybe there's a <laughs> there's a portion of it in
2: in a building, but yeah, yeah. it's not the whole thing. But, uh, that's from
1: the, it's Ringo Lamb who directed City on Fire Prison on Fire 1 and 2 and School on Fire Double Team
2: Double Team <laughs> which no is, no he,
1: that's Choi Hark which is oh your, right no he did uh, Ringo, Maximum Risk I think. yeah Maximum Risk a very strong <laughs> picture oh, but, yeah. but, but City of Fire is famous for being Reservoir Dogs and oh, and okay. if yeah, you yeah, watch yeah. City of Fire there's so much from Reservoir Dogs that he took from that movie Yeah. even though he says he's never seen it Lies. And, uh well <laughs> I, yeah I love both films Yeah. Um, anyway Ringo Lamb is back because his last film did well on Netflix Netflix, which you oh, should watch. Cool. I never recommend movies on Netflix, but yeah. it's uh, Wild City. So I would just say Wild City is on so Netflix. So you're allowed
2: to watch that, but then you have to come you and come see. Sky Sky on Fire. Fire, yeah. Uh, yeah, o- only guy. on a night when you've seen the other movie at the Mayfair, you can stay at home. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> watch that. Um, yeah. So that wraps us up for this week and and this month actually, because it's December next month, which is crazy. Uh, so go visit our friends at uh, House of Targ. Uh, go check out Audible. What's the website again? Audible. <clears throat> the website.
0: <laughs> AudibleTrial.com slash Theater. There's a link on our website,
2: yeah. actually. And, uh, and as Jim Henson came up, I would recommend the audiobook of Jim Henson's biography, Authorized Biography. Really great. Um, if you're a Henson fan, there's at least three or four moments that'll make you cry in the book. Uh, mm. Really good book.
1: Grovery Reads should read it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And uh, yeah, and we'll be back next week to talk about uh, December and upcoming things coming to the Mayfair as we wrap up 2016. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Say something. Andrew. Say something. Bye bye. We did it.
1: Make sure it's recorded. Yeah. I see lions.